This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Bill Huber, PackerCentral.com and SI.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Bill, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How about you? Doing okay. Hanging in there. We're uh, obviously uh, all just kind of figuring out a new norm in our life right now, but the one thing that doesn't seem to stop is uh, the NFL, at least not right now. They're still planning on their season. Uh, give me your thoughts when the NFL, uh, the commissioner announced that, nope, we're not going to you know, stop the NFL draft or postpone it just because of this. We're going to continue on. But, oh, by the way, you can't go to your facilities. I don't know. I mean, how, how many of us can get our jobs done at home, right? I mean, if I can get my job done, what does it mean? So can the rest of the NFL. I mean, it's not going to give me a look. You want to postpone it for two weeks? Is life going to be better in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks? What? Just, yeah, so hold the draft. It's not affecting anyone's life as far as the guys who are actually having to do their jobs. I mean, I realize that there's some challenges with physicals and after some of the prospects, but just make the best of it because no one knows when life's going to get back to normal. I mean, it's going to, you can't postpone life indefinitely. And you know what? People... Like the vast majority of fans love it. They love free agency. They're gonna love the draft, and then you're probably gonna go into the abyss where there's nothing. But yeah, let's let's just go forward with this. The NFL has 18 gazillion dollars. They can figure out how to make people talk. So, give me your thoughts on what the Packers have done this off season. Uh, we were talking about you know how you would rate it or grade it or such, you know, and uh, you know the Packers are certainly not one of the top five teams, at least according to many, when it comes to the off season that they've had. But tell me what you think of their off season. Yeah, they've, they've probably done as well as well as they could. Look, they they didn't have a lot of cap space. I mean, I think I think we all know that. And and, and as I have to remind, as I've reminded fans for my what twelve years doing this. The salary cap applies to everybody. Just because you're Green Bay doesn't mean you can skirt the rules. So you, you have to fit what's in that. They had that gigantic offseason last year because of the way they structured contracts where all those guys were cheap that first year, and then they got a lot more expensive this year. So, I mean, they, they did what they could. They're, they're, not, they're not better. I mean, I don't think anybody could possi- possibly say they're a better football team now than they were a few months ago. I mean, Rick Wagner, he's not Brian Balaga. Um, Christian Kirksey, Maybe better than Blake Martinez, but he's been hurt for the last two years. I don't know if he's any good. Um, so they're, they're not better. 
but at least they have. And what I what I do like about it is, I mean, they can't. They couldn't afford to keep those guys. They left. They left, and you probably didn't want to keep Martinez anyways, especially at that price tag. But what I like about what they've done is they've taken the pressure off of Goody to go find guys. Um, they have a right tackle. He might not be great, but they have a legit starting right tackle. Um, so they don't have to go burn a first-round pick on one. Um, same with linebacker. Um, they, they, they've got Christian Kirksey. They, there is no pressure to go you know, reach for a guy. Um, Devin Funches doesn't solve anything at receiver, but he's another guy. So maybe, you know, I thought all along they needed to add three guys at receiver. Well, you've added one. So I think it takes some of the pressure off that receiver, too, where you, you know, just feel like you've got to go load up. So I, I do like that part of the offseason. So I think their needs are all still there, but I, don't, I think the pressure is off to fill those right away in the draft. Talking to Bill Huber, PackerCentral.com and SI.com, covering the Green Bay Packers. Um, I really was, I guess, disappointed. I was wrong on Geronimo Allison. I thought for sure seeing him perform a couple of years ago in training camp before he ended up getting hurt, I thought he was a guy that was going to be on the come. And it just seemed like maybe in Matt LaFleur's system, mentally, he just never got it. I mean, is that the way you view him? Yeah, I mean, he had enough glimmers. I mean, you look at 2018, I really, it's, it's a four-game sample size. But my guy, after those four games, he was on pace for almost 1,200 receiving yards. And, and I had some on Twitter, well, yeah, he, he cut some of, a lot of those yards came on two plays. Yeah, they all count. If Jerome right. Allison would have had, I think it was 76 catches for 1,180 yards was his pace. If he'd have done that, I mean, everybody would have thought so much differently of this receiver core. So, yeah, a huge disappointment. They, they paid him a fairly, fairly decent chunk of change, too. It just never worked out, so it's probably best from from both ways to, to move on. Maybe maybe a change of scenery helps out Allison, and for Green Bay, there's, I mean, there's just no reason whatsoever to bring him back. I mean, gosh, of the top 79, I think there were 79 receivers who were targeted 50 times last year. He was 78th in yards per route, like 74th in drop percentage. I mean, God, I mean, he, he hardly could have played worse. So, yeah, it, it was right. yeah, a, a colossal disappointment, like you said, for sure. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's a guy that gets that opportunity because he is just that flat out fast. Do you see him developing into a guy that is going to be supportive of Devontae Adams and Devin Funches? Yeah, you hate that man. I mean, he was a colossal disappointment too. I mean, this is a guy they they, they handed I mean, literally handed him the number two job last year where I mean they would come out for special teams periods. And he wasn't out there for him. I mean that's what they thought of him a receiver. He was too valuable on offense to put him on any special teams. So, yeah, he was huge. But you're right, you, you can't coach big and fast. I mean, should he be playing 40 snaps a game next year? Probably not, but if everybody wants to write him off, I think that's probably a, a bit too early. I mean, Devontae Adams, for different reasons, had a pretty poor second year, and obviously he's become a heck of a good player. So I, I wouldn't write off Valdez Scantling just yet. Would I, would I count on him to be, I don't want to say the guy, but one of the guys? No, but, yeah, there, there's just too much there. Um, to just say, oh, the hell with it, let's just move on. Uh, what about the X factor? And I keep looking at Equinemia St. Brown, a guy that's big, tall, long arms, long hands, goes over the middle, not afraid to do that. He did not play at all last year. Um, how much do you think he could add to this wide receiving core the way it stands now? Yeah, quite a bit. Again, a lot like Velda Scantling, not quite as fast, but you, you just can't catch or you can't coach what he's got. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and especially now where, look, we're not going to have OTAs, and that's 
obviously clear, which means these rookies, whenever the heck they come in here, are going to be so far behind the usual rookie class. So all these returning guys are therefore going to have that built-in advantage over their rookie challengers. And obviously EQ being here for all of last year is going to have a big advantage over Joe Rookie just because he, he knows what to do, he knows the quarterback, and all those other things. Uh, then the defensive side of the football. Now, I, I found it interesting. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Blake Martinez basically said that Mike Pettin told him to clean up whatever everybody else missed. And uh, maybe it's not that simple, but he wasn't really a guy that was going to start shooting gaps and filling gaps and pressuring the quarterback. And and so the knock on him was, well, he's making tackles, but he's A.J. Hawk. He's downfield. Yeah, if, if you want to lead the lead in tackles for five-yard gains, it really isn't going to do much for your football team. So give me your thoughts on the loss of Blake Martinez over the middle and what he had to say about the kind of the way he was used. Yeah, I, I, I thought those comments were interesting. Um, so? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that a compliment? I, 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 just, I just thought that, again, without hear, actually literally hearing him say it, I'm thinking, this is a criticism? I mean, the defensive coordinator is trusting you. I mean, that would seem to be... The ultimate feather in your cap. I, I don't. I don't understand his beef on that. Um, to some extent, the fact you know that that not that he made all those tackles downfield was was inaccurate. I mean, he made plenty of plays closer to the line of scrimmage. But you know where, where he just where where it killed you was that. I mean, we all watched the 49ers playoff game, and they, they just continually outflanked him. I don't. I don't care what the scheme is. I don't care what you're being asked to do. If you aren't fast enough, you look at you know Raheem Mostert's what nine yard touchdown run that he had. Mm-hmm. Martinez was unblocked. He just didn't make the play. So I, I don't care what his gripe is or beef is or, or critique is. I mean, they just need to get faster there. And I asked, I mean, I asked Goody about it at the end of the year. I, I flat out said, you need to get faster. And he said, yes. So will they miss Martinez? You know, everybody can knock his tackles being three yards downfield. Someone's got to make the tackles. But that being right. said, they, they, you, you need to get better there because the 49ers are the team you've got to beat. And he was not good enough for those games. Should they value the linebacker, the inside? Should they value the inside linebacker more, or should they go after an additional wide body up front to uh, kind of aid Kenny Clark and also keep offensive linemen and backs off of the inside linebacker? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think they'll. I would think they'll do both. I mean, you, you, again, Christian Kirksey has played nine games the last two years. How many? How many eggs are you going to put in that basket? The, the next best linebacker, I guess, is Oren Brooks, who's hurt in training camp his first years, and I have no idea if he's any good or not. So yeah, they, they need to get they need to add another body there. Um, you know, the problem with that position is a lot of times, if you, you know, to get that guy that you really want, I mean, those guys are top 10, 15 picks. You know, the Roquan Smith, the Devin Whites of the world, those guys go early. So I don't know if it's Green Bay not yelling the position as much as, you know, when they're picking for the bottom of the first round, they look at the draft board and say, hell, there's – why do I, I'm not going to spend a first-round pick on this guy. So then you just go pick leftovers later. So I don't know that they don't value it so much as or as much as there's just no one that they think is worth the investment in the first round of these drafts. Uh, before I let you go, I also wanted to ask you, when it comes to the defensive scheme, how, how good do you feel? Because I kind of look at it this way. They had almost career years last year. I mean, a lot of guys played extremely, extremely well. I don't know if you can replicate that and duplicate that all over again. How much of an upgrade do they need at, say, inside linebacker? You're relying on Oren Burks to maybe give you something. Obviously, Kirksey to give you something, but he's had injuries the last couple of years. You're, you, need, you, you What else do you think they need on this defense? 
they need one playmaker up front, and whether it's an inside linebacker who just can go wreck games or a defensive lineman who spends half the game in the backfield to go with Clark. I mean, can you imagine a defensive back, Kenny Clark, and somebody else who are just unblockable at times? I mean, they would change everything, and you could get by with so they they just need a, a, one more guy in that front seven, whether it's line or linebacker. They'll be really good. You're, I mean, you're right. They did have some careers there, but if you can just get better against the run because you have a better linebacker, better D lineman, now you get more second longs and third longs, and you know maybe those aren't career years by the Smiths. And maybe Jair Alexander becomes a five interception guy. Just give those guys more opportunities and, and down distances that favor you. So yeah, I, I think they'll. Much as we've all looked at receiver and probably offensive tackle, I would think they'll use a premium pick or two on that defense. Always good to talk, Bill. We certainly appreciate the insight. It's going to be interesting as we uh, head to the draft, and I'm sure we'll touch base after the fact as well, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Take care. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Bill Huber and uh, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. He is uh, from PackerCentral.com, SI.com as well. You can find him at Bill Huber. SI at Bill Huber SI on Twitter. And again, brought to you by our friends at Schneider, Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, They do it right right now. Call them 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.